from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. The phone number here is 888-825-5225. Tim is in Boston. Hey, Tim, what's up? Hi, Dave. I'm uh, 37 with a wife and three young boys. Um, and two years ago, I received a terminal cancer diagnosis. Um, oh, my. And thankfully, I had a term life insurance policy in place. And uh, I'm wondering, would it ever make sense to convert my term policy to a whole life policy? I'm trying to understand all the angles. Wow. I'm sorry you're going through that. How you doing? Thank you. I'm alive, and um, I uh, am throwing everything I can at it. And so far, I've been, you know, um, in uncharted territory, is what my doctors say. Mm-hmm. Um, prognosis can be pretty grim. Um, <clears throat> but I'm trying some experimental um, treatments overseas. And with some collaboration here in Boston, has some great hospitals. So I'm getting great care. Um, but I do have part of my question revolves around paying for some out-of-pocket expenses. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my um, term policy being converted to whole life is related to tapping into some of that sooner. Um, Lord willing, it continues to work but there's no category of remission for my type of cancer. Okay. Um, all right. What is the rest of your money situation? Yeah, I, uh, we're doing well. I am on disability and, uh, thankfully, thanks in large part to education I received through your teaching. I also had, um, long-term disability with a, uh, you know, private plan Good. in addition to the term life that covered some of the gap. Uh-huh. Um, and I now sort of my job is domestic and enabling my wife to work. So she now is a full-time athletic director. So, you know, we, we probably take in, um, how, how much, uh, so you got the income covered. How, how much of a nest egg is there? We have a, um, you know, around 300 something, 300 K in my, um, 403 B. And how plan. much, how much debt do you have? We have no consumer debt. How we much do you own your mortgage? mortgage? How much is the mortgage? Yep. We probably have around 500,000. Okay. Okay. What's your wife making? She makes around 70. Okay. And what's the term yeah. policy? How much? Um, two million dollar death benefit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And what's the how how long much longer is left on the term? Yeah. So I have North Northwestern Mutual's eighty. Um, so I have plenty of runway with um, you know if I continue to renew it, um, I'll have until you know I pass or I'm eighty. Oh, okay. Um, so it's renewable yeah. until you're 80 years old. But does it Correct. go up? Does it go up every year, or how often does it go up? It goes up, but it really isn't. I mean, since I'm so young, it's mm-hmm. not going to go up anytime. Yeah, you know. Okay. 
soon. All right. Um, so, all right. Now, so here, here's the thing. Converting term life insurance to whole life life insurance does not make you money. It costs you money. Yeah. Okay. It's not a good savings program. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to go up considerably. Um, in, in general, now, I mean, I don't know within the Northwestern Mutual, their term insurance is high to start with, but you're stuck with it. You got it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you so, but in general, term is about 5% as expensive, $5 per hundred thousand as, as whole life and whole life builds up a savings, but you don't need an extra expense right now to build up a savings inside of an insurance policy. So converting to this to whole premium? life doesn't do anything for you. <clears throat> And are are you referring to the premium? Bit? Yeah, yeah. So that I guess um, uh, gets maybe even to the more of the heart of my question. If I had a waiver on that premium, which would be the disability you know, waiver, yeah, yeah, would that change the dynamic? It, I don't think you can convert to a whole life and the waiver apply because the whole life is is twenty times more expensive. Yeah, so I think that's one of the things my financial advisor brought to my attention is we put a retainer on through my disability that would cover about a 35,000 annual premium. Yeah. Well, if they're paying it because of this, but I, I got to tell you, I'm pretty suspect of that because your financial advisor is not a financial advisor. Your financial advisor is a Northwest mutual life insurance yeah. salesman. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's who they are. And, um, and, uh, I mean, you've got the, you've got the term policy. I certainly don't want to do anything that screws that up yeah, and the premium uh, is being paid today. Um, and so you buy the, by the, um, by the disability rider, correct? Correct. Yeah. yeah because you've been declared disabled. I, I Tim, I'm not going to mess with it. Okay. I, I'm not. I, cause I, I have had so many bad experiences with these companies over the years that uh, they don't follow through on things, and and everything's not what they say it is, and it changes in the middle of the dadgum thing. And right now what I've got is um, you're you're describing to me that that you're going to be in heaven and your wife is going to have $2 million plus 300000 and she's got a $500,000 mortgage, your wife and kids are, your wife and boys are in financially and going to be in really good shape. That's what you're describing yeah. to me right now. And I, I just don't want to mess with that. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I'm trying to understand all the angles. And I, if I didn't see, I mean, we, we reviewed the contract the other day, and I, I mean, it very clearly states that, Northwestern Mutual will pay the annual premium for the conversion mm-hmm. yeah. every year. For how so long? I, I mean, for. Till you're 80? Yeah, I mean. I tell you, and, I, you, uh, you need to have an attorney look at this okay. before you do it. I, I just don't trust them. I'm sorry. I, I've just dealt with that no, industry okay. for so long. And I don't think your personal agent would necessarily mislead you. I just don't trust the industry. You follow me? I'm not suggesting that your guy is a bad guy necessarily. Um, uh, But that is some crappy insurance with a crappy company. And uh, right now I got $2 million for your wife and boys, and I sure don't want to screw that up uh, in order to get – you know, uh, to, to take your premium way up and then pay it. If they're going to pay the premium and it puts some cash value in your hands that you can use to help fight this cancer, 
and you can get an attorney to convince you that that's true, I can't argue against that. I'm just very cynical working with these people. So until you've had an attorney review this contract and uh, you get some outside counsel outside of a life insurance agent, I wouldn't do it. But if you do that and you come to the same conclusion, I won't argue with you. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Mitch is in Washington, D.C. Hi, Mitch. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thanks for having me. How y'all doing today? Better than we deserve. What's up? So my wife and I recently went under contract on a house, and we're excited, but as two people that have pretty much adhered to a debt-free lifestyle, we're nervous about taking out a mortgage on the property. We know real estate's a great investment, but we're nervous to take out a chunk of our savings for the cash due and close, and even more nervous about the monthly payment on the mortgage. Should I press ahead and take on that debt or hit pause and rethink things? Well, it depends on what's giving you pause about this. Is it because the payment is a big portion of your income every month? I mean, what percentage of your income is it tapping into? Every month. So my wife and I do, we do about $215,000 a year between the two of us and the house, the mortgage is going to, the house will sold for seven seventy five. We're putting 5% down. So it's going to be a big check. More than 25% of your take home pay. Uh, probably. That might be why you're feeling this. Because yeah. at the end of the day, so. right, when you have your mortgage, you want it to, you want to feel good about it, right? You want to know, okay, right. I can pay the mortgage. I also have plenty of uh, spread here to do everything else that I need to do. Because let's let's just break down the numbers here, okay? Most people they're wanting to put ten percent, some sort of giving, right? At some point, you're going to want to put fifteen percent aside for your investing, and that then you've got this twenty five percent mortgage payment. You're already at fifty percent. So if that mortgage payment creeps in you know, 30, 40%, you're going to start feeling that pinch very quickly. And my right. guess is that's probably where you're at. How much money you got in savings? Uh, between the two of us, about $90,000. Okay. And you're putting most of that down? Uh, we're putting about 56000 of it down and keeping a little bit left over just for a rainy day. Okay. And you have no other debt? No, zero debt, except for student loans. But right. I haven't paid on those since the pandemic. And I'm a federal employee, so they're going to be forgiven soon anyway. No, they're not. There's not a program to forgive student loans that's actually working. What do you mean? Who told you your loan? I, I thought if you, were, if you were a federal employee after a number of years of federal service, they actually forgave your balance of your loans. I think it's 10 or 15 years of federal service. Yeah, it's 10 years. And Public so, service so, so far... 97% of the people that have made application for that have not gotten their forgiveness. We literally ran the Fair numbers, enough. me and some folks who work here in research department ran the numbers on that yesterday. It's 1.97% oh. of the people of the people that apply actually yes. get forgiveness. So, so I'm so, I hate to say it how, but how that's much is your right. student loan debt? Uh it's it's probably 80 to 100,000 dollars between the two of us. Mm. All right. Um, well, you have signed a contract, and so you're in this deal unless you are not approved for the mortgage. So you will keep your word. I never tell people to break their word. But yeah. if we were to coach you um, before you got into all of this, we would tell you to become debt-free student loans and everything before right. you purchased a home. 
uh, a government plan to forgive your student loans is, is um, uh, statistically irrational. Uh, it doesn't occur. And um, so we want you to clear. I, I would want you to, as a method, best method of building the best possible life with the most wealth is to clear all debt, including student loans, as soon as possible, have an emergency fund plus a down payment. So you would not be in a position to buy a home today if you had come to us before you were under contract. Now that you're under contract, make sure that the home is a 15-year mortgage not uh, that is no more than 25% of your take-home pay, and take-home pay being not after 401K, but just after taxes. taxes. After taxes. Right. And, um, right. and are you putting money into your 401Ks right now? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. You would, in your situation, if you go ahead and close on the house, or if you don't, stop that temporarily until you get these student loans cleared. Because mm-hmm. the best okay. thing you can do for your future is to clear these student loans as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then let's keep the home payment on a 15-year fixed where it's no more than a fourth of your take-home pay after taxes. Not after health insurance, not after uh, car payment coming out for the credit union, not after uh, 401k and all that. Mm-hmm. But just after taxes, what's your take-home pay and is your payment going to be more than that? And, um, so yeah, um, that, that's how we would tell you to do it using what we call the baby steps, which has helped more people get out of debt and become wealthy than any other system so far right now in America. Certainly more than 1.6% of the people that attempt it. Well, here's the thing. When he took out this, when he made an offer on this house, we don't know if he planned on getting a 15 year or a 30 year. I sure hope he planned on a 15-year, he's going to be up a creek without a paddle. Well, I mean, it just it probably doesn't state that in the contract. It just says to be approved for financing. Yeah, that's true. And if you're not approved for financing because you say, I will only do a 15-year, then you would be out of the deal. Oh, well, there And you then go. you would write a check and pay off your student loans that Loophole. day. Loophole. And you would rent mm-hmm. for a little while longer until you get yourself um, in a position to actually yeah. purchase. See, Ooh. this is the problem, folks. It gets us just so angry around here. We can't breathe because we love you guys and we want you to win. And when you believe lies about your money yeah. that cost you decades of your life, it 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 disturbs us because we want you to win. Mm-hmm. And here's one of these lies, yeah. just very casually, as if as if it was just a stated known yeah. fact. Oh well, they'll, they'll they'll get forgiven. I don't have to worry about those student loans; they're forgiven. And and then you come to find out they're not. And it's a lot of them too. One point six percent of the people get to the ten year mark under that program are actually getting forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's a, the new thirty year mo- mm-hmm. program, which is going to end up being worse. Only you will be twenty years further in too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not good. Meantime, you've sat on this egg and sat on this egg and sat on this egg, and when it hatches, it's a monster. A monster in the egg it wasn't a goose it was a monster (laughs) no goose laying any golden eggs in there it was a A little a little a little goonie comes out Mm -hmm. (sighs) it's so true and you know that's that's just infuriates me that the government has continued to spread this crap and that people on uh, these hope stealers on the internet continue to spread this crap to the, and people believe it, and when you believe it, when you believe a lie and you act on a lie, it always causes you to stub your toe, have a bloody nose, and a black eye. Mm-hmm. It always causes that. Oh, bless his heart. I'm so sorry for him. Yeah, that's that's tough. I was talking to a reporter today. This is about, a guy that doesn't like debt, right? 
<laughs> I was talking to a reporter today and I said to him, I said, everybody's complaining about the interest rates in the housing market. Oh, it's so hard to buy a house today, da, 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 da. But these are the same people, Dave, who are fine with and doing what this guy's doing. Well, I only have eighty, dollars $100,000 debt. I'm fine with keeping that there. I'm like, do you don't see, if you don't see how that's affecting your ability to purchase a home and mm -hmm. have peace about it, that's one of the reasons this is all pay. related. Because even if the forgiveness is hanging out, the only way the forgiveness, if it did happen, is if you continue to make the payments. Uh-huh. So that's what that's put, what putting the squeeze on the dadgum budget. It's a hundred thousand dollars student loan. Yeah, yep. that's where the that's why you're feeling pinched. Mm -hmm. You're exactly right. But even if even if you're one of these people who says, "Oh, I'm going to get the lowest payment possible," you're going to tell me that you're going to move into a brand new seven hundred seventy five thousand dollars house, and that hundred thousand dollars of student loans isn't going to strangle you with its presence every night. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a goonie. You're sitting. You're sitting. There's a little monster in that egg. A yeah. little goonie. It's like when uh, we've all been there, right? You're, you know, somebody's coming over to the house, and your house is a mess. Oh my, my, my parents-in-law, my mother-in-law's coming over, so you slide everything in the closet real quick. How come it's always the in-laws with you? Look, I don't know, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe shouldn't make a metaphor where where in-laws are the same as student loans, but you shove it all into the closet, and you think it's clean, but you know what's really in that closet. And you know it's got to get dealt with. And there's a lumpy rug. It's got somebody <laughs> slept, swept something under the rug. That's right. The old metaphor is true. And thus there's a lump. <laughs> mm, some of you got lumpy rugs. This is The Ramsey Show. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. John is with us. Hey, John, how are you? Doing great, Dave. Thanks for having me. Honored to have you, sir. Where do you live? Amarillo, Texas. Well, welcome to Nashville. All the way here to do a debt-free scream. How much did you pay off? $83,000. Woohoo! How long did this take? Just 17 months. Wow. wow. And your range of income during that time? About 120 to 150 Good for you. Very what do you good. do for a living? I am a traveling occupational therapist. Oh, very good. Good for you. What kind of debt was the 83000 All student loans. Yes! Uh, you killed it. That's what I'm talking about. It's kind of odd. We just took a call from a guy with $80,000 in student loans that was going to be magically forgiven. Okay. John's were magically forgiven when he paid them. Mm. Turns out you can <laughs> honestly just pay them yourself. Look at that. Way to go. Who knew? Way to go, man. I'm proud of you. Congratulations. The taxpayers of America, thank you. <laughs> yes. Very good. Very good. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. All right. So you just got out of school? Yep. That's right. And so uh, you got your occupational therapy 
um, degree, pass the boards, and boom, you're off to and, and you catch the travel, which is the highest paid possibility. That's right. That's right. And uh, they also cover some of your uh, food and lodging. They cover everything. So you just throw even more money at this. So you just went on the road, said, I'm going to be a gypsy. I'm going to knock this out. <laughs> yep. You got I'm it. Proud of you, man. Well done. Well done. Was it worth that extra struggle? Absolutely. Absolutely. When I first started uh, or when I first finished the school, I did interview um, for a regular job, you know, like a regular working mm-hmm. in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty much half the income. Wow. And I looked at the numbers and I said, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> so I went the traveling route. Wow. Good for you. How much longer will you do travel? Will you come off the road now that you got this done? Well, my plan is actually to continue for two to three more years so I can complete uh, three and three B and then pay cash for a house. Hey, that's awesome. look at you, man. That's fun. I kind of want to get in your head a little bit because, you know, you go to school, you're like, okay, I know I've got this debt coming up. What made you look at this and say, I... I've got to take responsibility for this. I've got to pay it off. Why Why did you not jump on the forgiveness bandwagon, jump on all this, I don't really have to pay it back bandwagon? Why, why are you different? I need to understand that. Well, I think it goes back to, I can't call myself necessarily a financial peace baby, but I grew up in a house. My parents actually led Crown Financial Ministries. When oh, I was yeah. Growing oh up. yeah. Larry Burkett, yeah. And so... Um, I was familiar with debt is dumb, cash is king, Mm -hmm. but when I was going through my bachelor's and then I decided to pursue a master's, I didn't have a plan on how to pay for it. Mm -hmm. I was focused on getting into school and then the time came and I was like, oh, what is there to do? You know, you've got Pell Grants, scholarships, financial aid. When you fill out the... um, uh, the FAFSA or the mm-hmm. financial aid. They use terms like assistance mm-hmm. and um, I f- failed to mention aid. this is a loan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's I, right. I fill out everything, and then at the end, it's like, oh, here's your agreement, here's your interest rate. Oh, can you just sign? And then, so I was like, okay, well, I, I guess I got to sign. You know, that's the only way because I didn't have a plan for it. You didn't have the information about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But by the time you got out, you had a plan. It's called travel. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And then there was that thing. Now, are you cool. going to any cool places when you travel or just places that nobody wants to go to? Well, I wanted to go to the places that paid the most. Hey, there you go. Okay. And that's the places nobody wants to go to. Okay. Yeah. Good for you. So nothing fancy then? No, not really. Nothing Nothing cool like, I got to go to this and I got to do that. And mm-hmm. No, we're working. We're working. Okay. Good for you. Well done. How's it feel? Feels great. <laughs> Feels amazing. Um <laughs> Actually, I had, so I paid off all my last payment um, the day after my 28th birthday. And then two weeks later, my vehicle caught fire. Of course it did. <laughs> yeah. To and, celebrate, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, as I was standing on the side of the road, and I actually work in home health care, so I drive to see my clients. Mm-hmm. And so I'm standing on the side of the road waiting for the tow truck, and it's hot out, and I've I'm okay. It's fine. Like, I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Peace. No, yeah, nothing you, to worry about. You had insurance, about. I'm sure, that covered the vehicle. Right. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, we've got some money, and we don't have any debt. So we'll just get into the cart. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Good for you, man. Well done. Amazing. I, I'm just... So what do you tell the person... I mean, you said you paid it off a couple of days after your 28th birthday. What do you tell the person who's listening who's 38, and they've got 83000 in student loans... What do you say to them? Don't wait. 
you know george camel always says what's the best day to plant a tree and it's 25 years ago and then the next best day is today so just start now like you know you can you can wait around for washington and and the politicians will change yeah. you know but you can you can the just lies start the lies don't change much but the politicians <laughs> change yeah so don't wait just you know you're in charge of your future go for it come on I yeah. love it. John, this is great, man. I'm, you're, you're, I'm so you're happy. You're a hero, for you. man. I'm so proud of you. All right. Now, uh, what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? You're someone who actually did it. You paid off $83,000 in 17 months. What's the key? Well, you need the budget, obviously. And I use every dollar, and it's, it's wonderful. It makes things so easy. But you also. The budget also gives you peace because you have your 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 groceries, your gas, everything's covered. So if you know you've got the money for it, you don't have to stress. You can just focus on paying off the debt. Um, but more importantly, one of the things I learned because I did do a little side hustling, um, delivered packages for Amazon, and you know these side hustles they help you stay in the game. You know mm-hmm. if you work your nine yep. to five and then you go home on the weekends we're constantly bombarded with advertisements and consumerism and everybody's right. trying to get your money. Well, if you go to work, not only are you not spending money, but you're also earning money. So you get Come like on, a double-edged John. sword when it comes to the side hustle. It distracts so. me from spending when I work more. Are you sure you're in occupational therapy and not in finance? Because you, you're talking the talk. You nailed dude. it. You nailed it, man. Well wow. done. That's beautiful. Very cool. Proud of you, man. Thank so you. Uh, who's this cheerleading crew you brought with you? Uh, my brother and his wife and my parents as well. Other family members couldn't make it, but they're watching. So. Yeah, and cheering you on. So you had a good, good, you had good support, good background. Absolutely. Lots of people cheering you on, going, yes, 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 clean it up, clean it up. You can do it. You can do it. Yeah, that's very good. How'd you get connected to Ramsey? Well, growing up when I was even younger, uh, Dad used to listen to talk radio, and there's that guy with that accent yelling at people to pay <laughs> off their debt. And so I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just always knew Ramsey was just kind of like the name in the household. You know, everybody knew when you graduated, you got the total money makeover, or wow. you know, when you got married, that's what my parents would give as, as gifts to other people. So I like wow. your parents. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> good that stuff. Is so great. Hey, we got the live and give box for you. It's the Baby Steps Millionaires book, which is your next step for sure. You're heading that way. Congratulations, sir. You are a very sharp young man. You're a hero. You took control of your life. It's got the Total Money Makeover book, which uh, apparently your family gives away all the time. So you'll be able to do that. And the uh, Financial Peace University, uh, a membership to that, uh, go through it or give it away, whatever you want to do. It's all for you to live and to give. And uh, thanks for making the trip all the way in to do this debt-free scream. We appreciate you. You're an inspiration, sir. Very, very well done. John from Amarillo, Texas, 83000 paid off in 17 months, making 120 to 150 Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. I'm debt-free! Yeah! <laughs> That's how they do it in Texas, boys and girls. I like it. I like it a lot. Yes, very well done. So when you work more, you don't spend as much because you don't have time to sit and doom scroll Amazon. That's a fact. Doom scroll influencers trying to peddle you crap you don't mm-hmm. need. You don't have a chance to, because let me tell you, there's a direct correlation between the amount of time you spend on the internet and the amount of money you spend. What's it? Uh, idle time is the devil's workshop. workshop. Good. Very That's good. it. Now, internet time 
<laughs> yeah, that's is, it. Is the devil's workshop. <laughs> for the sure. advertiser's workshop. <laughs> it's the advertiser's workshop. They're going to get you. The longer mm-hmm. you're on there, the more likely you... That's you know, right. A lot of hooks in this pond, fish. Mm-hmm. Just saying. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Walshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. You heard that debt-free screamer, John, talk about how important the budget is, and he was using the every dollar budget. Uh, Jade and Rachel and George Camel are all doing budgeting webinars that are free, teaching you how to budget, how to handle an irregular income, how to do actually integrate the baby steps into your budget, uh, how to get ready for Christmas, how to get ready for October 1st if you've got a student loan. Mm-hmm. All of these things are going to be covered in these budgeting webinars. If you want to register for one of them, they're free. You interact with them. Jade answers questions. Rachel answers questions. George, whoever's doing it, you can figure that out. You just go to everydollar.com slash budgeting. And That's you did right. one yesterday. I did. I did one yesterday. We had over 5,000 signups. It was incredible. Wow. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these have had five and 10,000 signups. Uh, and yeah. uh, again, it's completely free. It's us helping you, showing you the Every Dollar Budget app, how it works. And uh, man, be sure you check it out. Yeah. And let me just, because I think sometimes, Dave, we say the word budget and people have this thing in their mind of what it is, but I don't think people understand all the features that are part of this. This idea that you can pay, plan your paychecks, you can literally go in and schedule when you want to make payments, when you want to spend the money that's That paycheck designated. planning tool for inside the month yes. is a big, it actually makes it work. It's amazing. To me, that's one of the missing pieces. And then there's the financial roadmap, which I think anybody who's listened to this show and it's like, okay, I know I'm supposed to pay off my debt, but if I pay off my debt, at what point will I be able to save my emergency fund? And then at what point can I buy home? It and calculates you, all that for you. All of it. It'll project your net worth. It'll project when you could be a millionaire. It'll project when you'll have your down payment saved. Come on. You guys need this. Yeah. But it's also going to project and kick your butt. That's right. And make you do this stuff, too. Oh, yeah. So there's that part. So be sure and check it out. Free webinars. Everydollar.com slash budgeting. Jade's doing them. Rachel Cruz is doing them. George Camel's doing mm-hmm. them. And like I said, Jade had one yesterday, 5,000 folks. Hers two weeks ago was 10,000. That's right. So I uh, jump in there. You can be part of this. We interact with you we answer questions the questions pop up y'all work them into the talk right that's right oh yeah Yeah. we we hear directly from you guys so jump on it marnie is in salt lake city if i push the right button that is uh there's marnie hi marnie how are you hi dave and jade thanks for taking my call sure what's up so i recently graduated law school good for you and i thank you um i'm single i'm a full-time single mom and i have two kids and I'm 40 and don't have a house. So we're just been renting. And so I have some money that I've been saving. It's been set aside um, to buy a house. Um, but I'm wondering, because now, now that we're finally here, it felt like it would never come. But I'm wondering if I, I really want to do my own practice. And so I'm wondering if it's okay to take money from that, from my savings to like start my own practice instead of, like getting a regular nine to five job as a lawyer you passed your bar as a i'm still waiting to find out so i don't know yet and you um you got out of law school with no student loan debt correct okay any debt at all no 
Very how much good. how much money's in this pile? Um about sixty four thousand. And you're forty years old. Yes. Uh, hmm. My age scares me because I only have about, so in addition to that, I only have about 17000 like You're talking to a 63-year-old. Your age doesn't scare me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it makes me nervous not having a lot for retirement, not having a home. Like, and just, no, I, I mean, guess I just yeah, but you, you're, you're, you're amazing. I mean, your single mom just graduated from, high school, from, from law school and passed the bar. Oh, my gosh, look at you. You're and no amazing. debt. I'm, and at 40 years old, you, you, you know. You're like a superhero. Um, <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Dave. I, 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 I love people going in business for themselves. I've been in business for myself my whole life. So I love the entrepreneurial aspect of this. Um, and for some reason, I'm kind of wanting you to take a job for a little bit and just kind of, I, I think I want you to learn how to be a lawyer mm-hmm. before you open a law practice. And law school doesn't teach you how to be a lawyer. It teaches you how to it teaches you how to pass tests about the law. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference when you actually right. go into a courtroom and then what versus when you did a mock trial in law school. There's a difference when you actually sit down with someone and they look at you and say, "I want to get a divorce," and you're my gal that's going to do it. And you're actually dealing with and I, and, and I got you got to put a restraining order because this guy's beating me. Mm-hmm. When you really have yeah. that happen and you're actually being a lawyer, that's different than and you're running a business which you've never done before too. That's different than what you've done so far. So far, you've learned how to take tests about the law. Mm-hmm. So I think I want you yeah. to learn how to be a lawyer before you want to learn how to be a lawyer and run a business at the same time. But I, I, I yeah. maybe well, I'm being too conservative. On, <laughs> well, I was planning on um, hiring like a law coach for part of like, so they have business and then like coaches that will help you open yeah, I mean, your estate planning. And yeah, but to that's still from the last nine months. You know, you, I, you can have a you can have a personal trainer, but until you actually do the exercises, you haven't done the exercises. And if you go work for a law firm, you're going to get the benefit of that. Just by look, working at the law firm, you're going to learn how to, like Dave said, you're going to learn how to do this. You're not going to have to pay somebody to teach you best practices because you're going to learn that. I'm fine if you do it, but the problem you're going to have if you open the business. And I'm 50-50 because I love the idea of you opening a business. You have to learn how to business, run a business, and you have to learn how to practice law all at the same time. And 64000 is not much cushion. Mm-hmm. You need to make some money. And you can go make, you know, what, eighty, a 100000 bucks out of the gate right now working for somebody and just start stacking some more cash and learning how the law and and watch how they're running their business at that law firm because mm-hmm. running a law firm is running a business yeah you know you still yeah. have to pay people you still have to you know if you've got a, a receptionist you have to hold withhold taxes yeah you've still got to manage the banking you've got to do all these things while you practice law it's a totally different skill set yeah and so i you know uh, either one is okay, but I'm just giving you a warning that it's it's not going to be all skittles and rainbow. You got two up, two more hills to climb, mm-hmm. a- and you have to learn how to run the business. I'm going to send you a copy of the Entree Leadership book, uh, our number one bestseller on how we run this business. It's our playbook, and the Entree Leadership materials are how to run a business stuff. I, I do that podcast uh, every week as well, and you can tune in and listen to that. But it's um, that's about running a business, uh, a small business, and a law, a small law firm is a small business. So uh, yeah, if you're gonna do it, 
plug in, plan on learning two skill sets that you don't have yet. Being a lawyer is different than graduating from law school, and running a business is different than being a lawyer. So those are two additional skill sets and it's just it's scaring me a little bit for you i i you've worked so hard i want you to have some prosperity there's just no i can't see a downside to working even just a couple of years at a firm yeah except if you get uh if you lose your the power of the dream and you get Mm. stuck in the rut or you you get you get lulled you get lulled to sleep well, if a know. true a true business owner would not get lulled to sleep. A true business owner would be like, "I can't take this. I've got to go. I got to get out here. I yeah. got to do my thing. I got." Yeah. I mean, I, I, I might say I might make that argument. No, that's true. I, that, that's true. But it, it's yeah. I, either one is okay. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna go the the open the firm, I'm telling you, you these are these, it's more of an uphill climb than I think you anticipate so i'm just warning you you're you're signing on for another tough run and you've been through enough tough runs for a while to suit me yeah so um yeah uh, it's okay to work somewhere for three years and then open your firm you'll only be 43 and 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 shut up about being old there's part of that too you know her if she were to go into business for herself that's not her immediately going out renting an office space immediately going out got to because you gotta get money coming in well i mean can she run it out of her is there no you're not a cheaper way you have to have a you have to have a commercial location oh oh it's not that's even look i'm that's even more checks Sixty-four thousand bucks is gonna go fast that's even more checks on the other side of the box for me gotta go fast this is the ramsey show up guys it's jade if you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the ramsey way just go to ramseysolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter again that's ramseysolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter